What up, Anchor? This is Made from Scratch, and today I'm continuing the conversation about branded entertainment, and I wanted to share some examples from a very tangible source, which is Entourage. Uh, Entourage was a show uh, from 2004 to 2011, and they really pioneered a lot of branded entertainment concepts and innovated some things with celebrity endorsements and other things that they did. And just to provide some context for you about the time period that they were doing these things, you know, 2004 is the same year that Facebook went live. And for those of you who don't remember, Facebook originally was just a platform for college students, and it was originally, originally just for college students on your campus. So it was a way to meet people on campus before it rolled out into basically being a mainstream um, social network. YouTube officially launched 2005, so that's during the run of this show, and the iPhone didn't launch until 2007. So, you know, this show was right at the cusp of a lot of the digital revolution, and so a lot of the things that we now take for granted in terms of the way sponsored content is, wasn't even possible back in the day. So to infuse it in a television show the way that they did was really remarkable, and I'm going to go over a couple of examples of how they did that in a way that I thought was really um, intelligent and creative from a business standpoint, and hopefully it lets you in on uh, some of the tricks of the trade and ways that you can implement these things for your brand or if you're an agency, how you can make better use of this for your client. When you talk about branding a TV show, you're, you need to brand the characters, the storyline, um, that informs what kind of audience you're going to go after and what ultimately, if you're talking about a television show, what kind of um, brand sponsors are going to come on, pay for the commercials to actually finance the thing, right? So what's really interesting about Entourage is that it's a show about an industry which is about making shows and television and movies and all of that stuff. And so a lot of the product placement or opportunities for um, vested business interest comes right from the industry that the show is actually about. It's very self-referential. So a lot of what you'll see in Entourage are actors and directors and agencies and athletes and studios all being mentioned. And whether or not they um, actually financed or paid for those spots isn't necessarily uh, the point here. The point is that all of those things contribute to branding the movie as being like an insider look at the industry, right? And um, it's really interesting about the way that this ultimately impacts the script and the storyline sometimes. Maybe it doesn't totally change an arc, but by being able to cast a certain celebrity cameo, um, you can shape the script in certain ways, uh, whether it's a big thing or a small thing, like the episode of Entourage where they all go to the Playboy Mansion, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. Um, you know, Ralph Macchio's in that scene, Paul Shore's in that scene, you know, and so they talk about the Karate Kid. Now, they could have easily still done um, the same basic plot, which is that Johnny Drama is not allowed at the Playboy Mansion because of something that happened back in the day when he was sort of running around Hollywood as more of a star. But because of those specific celebrity cameos, it brings some reality to the situation. And that almost leads you to believe as a viewer, maybe something like this actually occurred. You know, so it's really interesting from a uh, ca from a cameo perspective on this show in particular because people are being cameos casting as themselves. You know, Jessica Alba, Tom Brady. These people are not just um, on the show as an an athlete, a star athlete. They actually got to play themselves. So that provides some um, brand position for the show, being like smack dab in the middle of everything that's happening in Hollywood. Provides some 
PR for anybody that gets cast in the show, so that's a you know plus there. And um, they really did a creative job of having certain celebrities actually change the course of the script. And I think that's really fascinating when you're looking at creating a piece of branded entertainment um, and lasting content because the deeper you can go with the relevance of each of the pieces you produce, the, the more strong the story is and the more natural it all feels. Another thing that Entourage really played with and experimented with both within the show and for the show is the idea of sponsorships and brand sponsors and product placement. And what's really interesting is if you watch the first season, you actually see where Turtle learns about this from one of the uh, Wilson brothers who's telling him about some home AV setup that he gets for free because he uh, shouts out the name of the um, the provider and the electrician on, in some article. So that gives uh, Turtle and the crew an idea that they ought to say this guy's name on the Jimmy Kimmel show, get their free home video solution, and they do. And that's not the only time that you see that happen. You see Turtle especially um, sort of take on the mantle of the sponsorship role, which I think, you know, having a set agent or manager dedicated to getting a celebrity endorsements and commercials and things that are outside of the general talent uh, sphere seems to be a newer thing that's definitely taken hold and all the major agencies and management companies now do that. Um, you saw Turtle do this in the show with Vince's birthday party, which is another really incredible example of this self-referential concept because within the show, there's a brand sponsorship from Victoria's Secret and I think Sky Vodka in another episode in a similar position. And and I wonder, I don't know for sure, but I would venture to say those brands probably paid some amount of money to be in the show, which helped finance the show. And it's ironic because it also helped finance the fictitious party in the show itself. So you know, this is really creative stuff and they do this all over the show. Um, and what's, what's also kind of cool is that those kind of things, you know, you often think happen kind of magically or haphazardly or um, you might not even really think like, why is a brand sponsoring this event or that event? And I think that the show does a decent job of showing how um, people produce those kind of opportunities, how they come up, how they're conceived, why they're done, the value that they bring. And it's, it's a really interesting education in sort of that back end part of the industry. The last thing I want to mention about Entourage is not branded entertainment necessarily. It's just a really interesting uh, thing that they put on display about Hollywood that was changing at the time that this show came out that I still don't think uh, people outside of that industry really quite understand, which is the role of a manager and the role of an agent. So Eric, the character who plays Vince, the, the lead actor in the show's manager um, takes on the role of being a producer a number of different times, uh, getting financing, finding the script, putting the pieces together. You know, traditionally a talent manager was really dealing with the talent, getting them their work and making sure that they were covered. And what Eric takes on is really the role of a producer, which managers are allowed to do. Agents are not really allowed to do that in Hollywood. Um, though Ari Gold, the character who's based on Ari Emanuel, the head of William Morris Endeavor, um, you know, big, big agencies these days, they now have venture capital arms, and I think that they're basically producing movies um, in some way, shape, or form. And you saw a lot of that start to take shape on Entourage, the show, with projects like Medellin and some of the mid to late season work. You know, Eric is really instrumental in producing those. So it's really interesting that this show wasn't just 
letting people in on the romanticized aspects of the business, you know, the glitz and the glamour. They really got into some of the nitty gritty of contract negotiations and um, some of the things that can happen with multi-picture deals. And, you know, it's all fictionalized, so it's not true. But at the same point in time, they really did a pretty good job of letting people in on these aspects of the business and not just describing what was happening. It's clear that they, the writers, directors, producers, executive producers of Entourage, obviously knew what was going on in the business. And they learned more and more and more as they went and they shared more and more and more as they went. And I think if you're interested in learning about Hollywood and some of the basic principles of putting, of the way that these um, projects come together, it's interesting to see. You have to understand, of course, it's a it's a you know theatrical version of all of it, so it doesn't happen overnight or instantly. And um, you know sometimes things happen miraculously over and over that are obviously unrealistic. But at the same time, uh, there's a lot that can be learned. So Entourage is a great series to watch if you're interested in learning about branded entertainment and uh, pre social media advertising um, sponsorships and those kind of things, how the business of entertainment works or how it used to work anyway. Um, fascinating show, really cool examples, definitely something to check out. This is Made From Scratch, hope you would enjoyed it. Call in, love to talk to some folks, hope you're enjoying Anchor, until next time.